Hello, beautiful hearts. I'm Danielle Foster, energetic therapist, naturopath, and nurturer of mamas who are struggling with disconnect whilst raising highly sensitive kids. Today, I'd love to chat about imaginary friends. So did you or your child have an imaginary friend? Because I had one. She appeared around the age of two and stayed until mid-childhood. Her name was Two, since she appeared when I was two. And she had a pet alligator. She was from South Africa. And I remember she would wear this trench coat with these big buttons and tights and big boots. <laughs> I can just remember that as a child. Uh, she would pop up when I was feeling emotionally overwhelmed and needed an excuse to get out of a play date and wanted to go home. And uh, she rocked up when I needed a source of comfort. So my son, he is now four years old. He started talking more and more about his friend, Matoodles, and he lives on a space station and they have really long conversations on the play phone. I'm really impressed with the expansive conversations that they're having together. So I just would like to check in. How are you feeling about imaginary friends? Uh, how do you feel about having one yourself if you did? Is it something that you've kind of repressed and forgotten about? How are you feeling about your child bringing it up and, and, and working them into your life together? So some parents may feel really concerned or overwhelmed by the imaginary friend, maybe even worried about their, why their child's invented a character to fill the gap in their world or concerned that there is a spiritual attachment. So I just wanted to let you know that it's really normal and healthy for kids to invent pretend friends and characters in their world. Uh an active imagination allows for expansion in creativity. It expands emotional intelligence as well as building social skills and coping strategies for things that are going on in their life. So our children are highly sensitive. They are highly attuned to their intuition, to the emotional imprints that are stored within memories from those in their field and their own past lives. And they're living on this mission to expand hearts and minds. So their imaginary friend could come in any form. They could be human. They could be animal. They could be completely invented or they could be imprinted from a show or a toy or a story that they've seen or heard. And yes, I believe that our highly attuned children could also indeed be communing with spirit. An imaginary friend is someone who can listen to your child without judgment. They can encourage them to try new things and they'll play with them, helping them to develop the skills to play independently. So this comes from a space that's within your child's control. The imaginary friend may come and go at times of need or they might exist only in a certain space like a play area or a cubby or at dinner time. They'll, they'll grow out of this eventually once their imaginary friend has taught them the skills that they've showed up here to teach through this developmental stage. They're a support mechanism for their development in most cases. So it's usually really harmless and quite beneficial for the child to have an imaginary friend. 
until it isn't benefiting the child anymore. So, for example, if it's scaring your child or creating unhealthy behaviours or codependencies within your child, or perhaps it's exhausting you with the rules of the game that you just cannot even literally see what's going on and here you are getting in trouble for putting things down on top of them or (laughs) ignoring them. Um, So having to set these extra places at the table, having to cater for perhaps your imaginary friend also has very picky food choices. Um, perhaps the imaginary friend requires buckling in and it's just you have to go around the extra side of the car and, and buckle in another seat and you're already running late, you're already feeling frantic and here you are having to cater to more and more needs. Perhaps your child's blaming behavior on the imaginary friend or needing to consult the friend for choices that you just wish your child would own as their own and develop some free will and some confidence in their own in their own decisions and choices. So if you if your child has an imaginary friend, just start by asking questions to find out more about them, find out about their relationship and what they enjoy doing together. Their interests or their concerns and the things that they're talking about can provide insight into your child's mind and how they're processing the world at this time. It will also foster trust and connection with your child to accept their friend as real to them. So play along. You could ask if your friend will be joining joining you for dinner or coming along in the car ride, but be clear and firm on your boundaries, especially when it comes to acceptable behavior and there are requests that you don't need to pander to. So no, your child's imaginary friend does not have to demand to sit in the little sister's car seat, okay? Um, my brother's imaginary friends weren't allowed in our car as a child. I remember that my mom said there's no seats left, so they have to surf on the roof. So wherever we went, my brother's imaginary friends, they were the Ninja Turtles, um, were surfing on the roof of our car. And my mom would just talk along and say, oh, yep, here we are, jump down, and off we went. Okay, it can be really hard to parent our highly sensitive children with this acceptance of their attunement to energetic beings, to expansive imagination, especially when our society has not proven acceptance of those who color outside the lines. So yes, the witch hunt is still quite visceral in our memory of our bones and there is an innate protection mechanism within our psyches to hide our intuitive knowings. And our children are here to break these these cycles, yeah? So our children need us to be comfortable embracing our own magic so that they can stand in the power of their own. If you're struggling with accepting these attributes of sensitivities within yourself or your child, I invite you to get in contact with me and we can explore that together. If the imaginary friend is causing your child distress, if it's appeared after your child's been through a traumatic event, if it's making them think negative thoughts about themselves or people around them, or if you're experiencing sudden changes in mood or behavior, it may be time to seek assistance from a mental health professional who works specifically with children. So, I'd love to hear if you have had any experiences with imaginary friends. So you can write to me, let me know what's going on in your world and and share your stories with me. If you need any support with this, I would love to, <laughs> love to help you, help your child 
find some grounding through this, just reach out and let me know. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.